0: Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar. Yes,
1: I've just returned from, let's just call it a little mini-vacation to Venezuela, where 12 of of my Xbox (laughs) Live friends and I, uh, we had a a little secret mission that recently came out. Yeah, and it was a, you know what, it was a failed mission, but a successful successful vacation.
0: I didn't know that you were hired by Silver Corp, the mercenary group, which, those are just everywhere. We always forget that. But my God, (laughs) perhaps they're not led by the brightest – and uh, well, maybe the bravest, but definitely not the brightest.
1: Remember, when you're doing a spy mission, you want to bring every single identification record of of your your life as much as possible. Bring your you got to bring your visa, your, yeah, p- your work visa, your passport, um, maybe your diary as well, and then uh, and then get caught by fishermen right off the coast of the country you're trying to invade.
0: Fishermen find everything that's important. Of course, we're talking about Silver Corps. It's a mercenary group that went over to Venezuela. To attempt to kill uh, Nicolas Maduro, it didn't really work out. Uh, they ca- they captured a whole bunch of them, but evidently the two Americans that they captured, they said there's about 40 other people over there. Yeah, 40 or They're 50. still they're still living they're the in, Jason Bourne dream. They're so. in the
1: jungles of Venezuela, slowly they're laying prone and crawling towards Maduro this very second.
0: I am, yeah, I'm just happy it exists. You know, I'm just so happy we live in a world where mercenaries are still around. They're not quite as, it's not quite as romantic as the movies make it because yeah they kind of got busted immediately they sort of dressed like best buy employees <laughs> on a summer vacation they were just wearing shorts and khaki shirts i don't know why that was their why that was the protocol for clothes well, but the, that's what they look like they're supposed to look like snake you nev- they're supposed y- yes. to look cool you never
1: know, you never see in a metal gear solid game Come on. Uh, like a team of florida men uh, infiltrating Aww. a compound but this is what that was it was like it was partially uh, Venezuelan defect, uh, defectors from yes. the Venezuelan military, and then like a couple of guys from Jacksonville, Florida, because <sighs> uh, Jordan Goudreau's security firm was based out of Florida, and he's super proud of like he like uh, guarded Trump at a rally in North Carolina in 2018 or something, oh, right. and that's his big claim to fame. Um, but yeah, so they they <laughs> they flew out of Colombia, or they uh, they took a boat from Colombia to the coast of venezuela and then immediately got captured by some fishermen
0: oh well that ain't right of course maduro has a horrible reputation over in venezuela when it comes to gay rights when it comes to the rights of his citizens certainly a lot of people want him dead is the american alternative any better we do not know of course the u.s has been messing around in venezuela for a long time Uh, That, combined with the political corruption in that country, has greatly harmed the people of Venezuela who just want to have some rights. Jordan Gourdeau, he's 43 years old. He was one of the people who was captured in Venezuela. Gourdeau's company, Silvercore... Uh, It has also been accused of plagiarism, which really that's the (laughs) biggest issue. The company website copies large passages straight from the Department of Homeland Security and inspirational speaker Tony Robbins. So there you go. That's the biggest issue. It's not them invading a foreign government and trying to kill their leader. Whether that person deserves to be alive or not is up for debate. Nonetheless, it kind of breaks protocol. The biggest issue is that they copied plagiarized the one and only Tony Robbins you can't do it you just can't do that folks you're gonna get arrested you're gonna get detained am I being detained not to mention that's an
1: automatic F Automatic. In any of my classes that I've taken. But so Venezuelan authorities also seized vehicles, weapons, and equipment that they captured from the Raiders' boats, as well as from a safe house inside the country. There was at least one Ford pickup, along with a pair of Toyotas, all painted black. Cool. uh, The latter of two, which were armed with 7.62 millimeter m240g or fn mag machine guns that's what you want uh the mercenaries arsenal included a number of ar-15 m16 type rifles and 100 round beta c mag drums to go with them well there you go at least 14 glock pistols and one curiously and curiously at least
0: one airsoft pellet gun well Um, that's just for fun on the weekends you know this is one of the interesting things when it comes to the ar-15 a lot of people will say it's not a weapon of war it's a weapon of home defense If that's the case, I'm not sure why Silver Corps would be arming their mercenaries with it, but that is what it is. Here's the
1: coolest thing they found. So they found unencrypted handheld radios, tablet computers, body armor and helmets, some with American or Venezuelan national flag patches, and a autac airsoft face mask with with a fanged mouth motif meant to be reminiscent of feudal Japanese samurai armor.
0: Well, they're cool guys. So I mean, they're, I actually... they're dressed
1: like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the second uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. See, now I like them out. There you now go. I, I knew, I, like them I, knew more. I could get into your heart with oh, the with the yes. Mutant Ninja
0: Turtles reference. Very cool, fanged face mask. That's what I want my mercenaries wearing, and that's what they were going for. Who knows what's going to happen with these guys? Of course, the United States government has distanced themselves. Does the U.S. government know that Silvercore exists? Perhaps, perhaps not. It wasn't a government contract situation like what we saw with Blackwater, which is disgusting. Of course, if you go back to the Iraq War... In the beginning, the early days of the Iraq war, Blackwater had a massive government contract, uh, Halliburton, the whole nine. We don't have to go down that old man road again, but it was all corrupt and was absolutely disgusting. Uh, Blackwater was known for killing civilians. And that's what the U. S. The US government loves to have our mercenary groups there for, so they can have cover and they can still kill those pesky, pesky civilians. So it doesn't. We don't know if the government knew well what was going on with Silver. There Corps. is, of course, Trump has said they don't.
1: There is reason to believe that Trump is involved, and it really does seem like a Trumpian operation. To be fair, almost on every level, <laughs> almost on every single <laughs> aspect of it, right but, down to the pellet gun. Silvercore USA. The Twitter account for that security firm <laughs> during the operation tweeted at Trump: "Strike force incursion into Venezuela. <laughs> Sixty Venezuelan, two American, two American ex Green Beret at real Donald Trump." So during Wait, the they, operation, they tweeted tweeted at real Donald Trump that the operation was underway, and then oh, so okay. <laughs> now right. after the operation, okay. now after the the operation failed that twitter account was deleted oh because people were making fun of it so hardcore on twitter after the guys were captured (laughs) that they they just got shamed off of twitter but during the operation they they tweet at trump somebody's on their phone going like hey we're doing the mission right
0: now man it's going super well probably not the best idea we're gonna have some results for you very soon all right, so that's that little bit of a story. We'll keep you updated what and what happens with Mister Goodro Goudro Goudro yeah. ex Green so, Beret ex Green Beret and uh, and of course his partner out there, and then the uh, the the defectors. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of dead people. Which is very unfortunate. Uh, but that story is just it, so crazy. Another it's straight out of a Hollywood movie. And it would be really funny <laughs> if it was Brad Pitt and George Clooney who were the two dudes. Yes. And it was like a bumbling mess. And somehow they escaped at the end with their lives. However, it being that it's not written by a Hollywood screenwriter... I have a feeling this might end with a little bit more bloodshed than they uh, than that theoretical theoretical film I just created.
1: And I mean, another. Re- I kind of think that what happened here was these guys, this security firm, floated the idea to not necessarily Trump himself, but the circle around Trump, uh-huh. and they said, "Okay, interesting, whatever. Like, we'll, we're not going to touch this. If it happens to be successful, let us know." And if not, we'll disavow you completely, and and we'll never speak of your name. That's what happens. And I think that's probably what happened. In the part of the reason why (laughs) Uh, I think
0: don't tweet at the president in the middle of the mission.
1: Maybe not in the middle of it. Maybe sort of To the end maybe at the end maybe maybe just before eight people are killed the only
0: tweet the only tweet should be of them holding up Maduro's head being like we got him because yeah. then there might be a little bit of safety maybe the military will disband maybe they won't uh, maybe they'll be seen as heroes in Venezuela who knows but there's but you want to do the job first before you brag about it there's talk
1: of apparently uh, an agreement has surfaced that Juan Guaido the opposition leader of Venezuela the person who tri- unsuccessfully tried to do a coup back in uh, a year ago, that he was apparently going to pay this security firm $212 million. I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but the idea of a $212 million contract is, that's a lot of money. It almost seems like a government contract as opposed to a private security firm contract i wonder where he got all
0: that money from we'll never know we have a lot <laughs> of other news to get to that's a little bit more domestic michael flynn obviously the former security advisor he's been completely exonerated from william Barr. Barr is taking a lot of flack for that we'll talk about it and uh go through what what does it mean you know this is one of those stories where this doesn't impact you personally so I don't particularly care. This isn't about getting you your stimulus check. This isn't about making sure that your life is better. This is more of a story about overall government corruption. And as Bill Barr, William Barr said, uh, basically, the winner's right, history. Yeah. So he's just reversing. It's, it's vindication rever- of it's a, vindication. an
1: administration. But who? I mean, honestly, yeah. Who gives a fuck at this point? We're in a we're in the middle of a pandemic, and whatever. Flynn gets off uh, as expected. There's a uh, lot.
0: Of, yes, that this is one of those stories. I, you know, I, I'll listen to my conservative talk radio and they'll just go on and on about all of the things with Flynn. Obviously, uh, he was in violation of the Logan Act. He was working with the foreign government. He lied about working with the Russians. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still of the Red Dawn era. OK, I hate the Russians. I want Patrick Swayze to go. I want him to be a mercenary and hold the weird bald head of Putin up like a bowling ball and throw it down the lane and hit a couple of pins down for a strike. I do not like the Russians. I don't like that Flynn worked with the Russians. As far as I'm concerned, he's a traitor. But as far as the everyday uh, impact on lives of Americans, is this story the biggest story? I don't care. Um, Flynn's a jackass. He should be incarcerated. That's about, I don't know, I I feel like people bloviate about this story for ad nauseum for hours. Like, I was listening to a conservative podcast, and it was this story for two hours, and I'm like, who gives a shit? This is a soap opera, this isn't politics, this is a soap opera, and this has no impact on your personal life other than another reminder that everyone that works in government, the people in power, are corrupt as hell, and if you're one of their friends... Uh, You will become exonerated. So this is just another example of people in power once again using that power for their own gain and the gain of their friends. Uh, Of course, when it comes to Michael Flynn, uh, Donald Trump is like, well, we got some notes here from the uh, from the FBI. They were targeting Michael Flynn. He had a target on his back because he was working with the Trump administration and talking to the Russians a little bit, dare I say, too much. Uh, Donald Trump said they tormented him. Dirty cops. They tormented General Flynn. If you look at those notes from yesterday, that was total exoneration. So we'll see what happens with Barr. I mean, obviously, he's going to stay in power. He's doing everything that Trump wants him to do. Uh, Much unlike Jeff Sessions, who obviously didn't recuse himself from the Russia investigation. So he did not make Donald Trump very happy. All right. Well, let's move on to a let's move on to a light lighter story.
1: Speaking of other powerful people in government that are full of shit. Yes. uh, This past Wednesday, the Supreme Court heard an oral argument over Zoom for the first time in
0: history. Wow, I trust these old people to know how to handle technology as well as I know how to handle, oh my goodness, a whole series of things. And
1: then a curious thing happened during the proceeding of the oral argument.
0: The case that the Supreme Court was hearing is Barr versus American Association of Political Consultants, which is an interesting case about the First Amendment And RoboCalls, can they be collecting our money via RoboCalls? Currently, they can. So then, we'll just play this bit of audio, and let's see if you,
1: listener, can find out what weird thing happened during this oral argument again
0: over zoom and what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the, ranges <laughs> to the topic so that the so that toilet flush that morning was the, zoo. that wow. was the
1: voice of Roman Martinez the attorney for the American <laughs> Association of political consultants yeah. and his voice being interrupted by a very conspicuous <laughs> toilet
0: flush hey you know I'm just happy Supreme Court justices are just like us they make a fool of themselves on business calls to. most of the time when our business calls are happening it's about t-shirt sales not the constitution of the united states and first amendment rights but you know what when you got to go you got to go blame it on the pepto so i'm sure that whoever did this we have this is a real who far it it really it. is and
1: i mean poopgate i mean you you've dealt with
0: poopgate I've in your had, history on Round table of gentlemen we've all had our own poop gate yes i know this is called i believe they're calling it toilet gate flush gate something like that some kind of gates involved we have nine justices that are possibly uh guilty here of this i think that we can eliminate a few we can do a huge who done it we have nine let's do a guess who let's go down the list alina kagan yes i think she's been bound up for years (laughs) i don't think she's taken a dump in a decade so i'm gonna scratch her off the list Let's go with uh, Clarence Thomas. He is literally on mute more than he is not on mute, that's right. which is that- truly that's actually technology representing the person that's using it, though, because he <laughs> does not speak. Yeah. Um he speaks a little bit more now because Scalia has died. But he still very rarely speaks, so he deserves to be on mute. So that's two out of the nine. I don't think it was Clarence Thomas. If he did take a dump, we didn't hear it.
1: Uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor has also had issues with being muted too often on this Zoom call. So she's also somebody who is, I in
0: think, in this case, that might be good, the least suspect, uh, least suspected. Sotomayor, you're you're fine. We're going to get rid of you as well. You're no longer a suspect. Another one may bound up uh, or, you know, let's just say she's a young. She's a spring chicken by Supreme Court standards. So I think she can still be in control of her bowels. Uh, let's go with Kavanaugh. I don't think that Kavanaugh's a pooper. He's he's pretty young. I mean, he is a pooper, um, but I I'm just gonna say he's still young enough to not take a dump on Zoom. Just because he might understand. I think he's, when it comes to this, he's been his under hearing, scrutiny. He's been under so scrutiny. Much. The last thing he wants to do is do anything out of line. He just wants to be a Supreme Court justice. Maybe ruin our democracy. But he just wants to be a Supreme Court justice. He's cautious. Yeah. More cautious than ever. I
1: think he checks his bathroom for microphones at this point before I, he takes a shit.
0: That is very, <laughs> very, very possible. Uh, perhaps there's a camera in there that goes directly to the White House so Donald Trump can look right up his asshole. Um, but I also want to
1: say we are we are assuming that this was poop. I mean, we we, we are don't assuming, know it was but I will say in the audio, you do not hear a trickle of, you know, liquid. But you don't hear a plop either. But as we know, it can it can sort of be a soft serve situation in the in the bowl, and it, it would not have any sound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's disgusting. Well, now that that brings in to question Ruth Ga- Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who let's just come on, what is going on, Ruth? She was in the hospital. Now she's out of the hospital. She actually heard the hearing. She heard these people. Uh, presenting their case to the Supreme Court from the comfort of her hospital bed, a lot of people looking at 2020 with Ruth Bader Ginsburg in their hearts. Of course, the next president, whoever it may be, will decide who is on the Supreme Court replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because it's safe to say this is her this is her last rodeo. It's amazing yeah. she's been around this long. And as you know, my thoughts, soon as Obama was reelected in 2012, she should have packed it up and allowed him to get someone on the Supreme Court. But. I in his second term, of course, he had Kagan just, just the same, Just in the same way that she's not
1: Ginsburg is trying not to tarnish her reputation, I don't think she tarnished the toilet bowl. I actually have I to— I don't think she
0: did. I don't think that she had a nurse around to pick her up and put her on the toilet, so I think she's innocent. I think she's
1: safe, but I I have to actually side with, uh, with journalist Ashley Feinberg from Slate on this. Okay. I do think— it was Justice Stephen Breyer. You take a look at this guy. Take a look at Stephen Breyer's <sighs> face and tell me Breyer. Tell me he does not enjoy taking
0: the deuce. All right, let's take a look at him. But, I, yeah. So
1: this is not the first time that Stephen Breyer would have had phone-related disruption issues. In 2017, for instance, Breyer committed a major <laughs> faux pas when his phone went off in the middle of a public hearing, despite mm. phones being strictly forbidden in the, court, in the courtroom. Forbidden?! Forbidden, and uh, he also during this <laughs> oral argument he was called on to comment, uh-huh. and he had been kicked off the call because he was answering a robocall <laughs> during a or- oral argument about, about robocalls. Calls. Well, that's apropos. Another thing is that one of his contributions uh, to the Supreme Court is that he. Introduced the addition of a salad bar and a Starbucks coffee kiosk to the Supreme Court. Oh my goodness! Both of which contribute to poop-related activities. That's
0: indeed the case. You know we the have fly- leafy greens
1: and, yeah? and a diuretic in the form of coffee. You so you know. know this guy is pound is chugging chugging lattes and yeah. then going immediately to a Caesar salad, oh. and 42 minutes later. You're going you're gonna to have a situation where you're flushing the toilet on a uh, Supreme Court Zoom
0: call. And you know the fiber game is strong with someone of Breyer's age. We also have Samuel Alito and Neil Gorsuch. But it looks like the man who went to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. during the Supreme Court hearing uh, statements from an attorney regarding this case... It seems as if it was indeed Justice Stephen G. Breyer. But we'll keep you updated on the most important news story of the week. Who flushed the dang toilet?
1: (laughs) I will also know apparently Breyer can be heard uh, clattering silverware on a plate. During the Zoom call? Why
0: can't he just focus?
1: So this guy was eating and taking calls and then taking a
0: shit during a Supreme Court oral argument. And again, the case is Barr versus an American Association of Political Consultants. Bit of a background on this case. In May 2016, the American Association of Political Consultants and three other plaintiffs initiated litigation in district court, claiming that one of the statutory exemptions to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991, which I think it's safe to say hasn't worked. No, I get more robocalls than RoboCop. Hello, I'm gonna go jump off a bridge.
1: Now I don't know what the final verdict on that was. We but,
0: don't. Well, but, it's the flush. He, like that yeah, was that, that was his descent. That was it. He's just like whatever you decide. I'm hitting the flush. I'm the Howard Stern. It, yeah, it could be the case, justices. It
1: could be the case that Stephen Breyer simply has a like a soundboard that he uses now. <laughs>
0: Maybe. So basically they're saying the statutory exemptions to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991 contravened or violated the free speech clause of the First Amendment. The exemption allows automated calls relating to collecting debts owed to or guaranteed by the federal government. Because as we know, the one thing the government always does very well. They always seem to get your money. They won't fix your roads, but they will get that money. The plaintiffs, the plaintiffs again, that were flushed on, <laughs> alleged that the exemption violates their free speech rights on the basis that the ban is content-based and does not satisfy strict scrutiny review, arguing that the permitted automated calls are unconstitutionally favored and that the free speech aspect of the debt collection exemption is not severable from the automated call ban, rendering the entire ban unconstitutional. All right, so there we go. That's what that case is all about. We don't know what the answer is going to be. I I would uh... like to say less robocalls i'm just a little plebe over here but if i could just be like supreme court i would love if i'd stop getting robocalls sirs and ma'ams and whoever took a dump i'd love not to have robocalls that's my decision on this well in the
1: past 10 years supreme court decided that corporations are people so why wouldn't a robot call be considered uh, a free speech as well we might as well just extend this insane logic to every part well, of our of our country, so we're, we're, I wouldn't put it past them to say that robocalls are part of free speech. Robocalls, man. But I really Ro- do hope robots. that the toilet flush was sort of like that was his dissenting uh, opinion. And was the sound
0: of shit going down a pipe? You know, they didn't they didn't put it in the official court documents, and I think that that's a travesty. Yeah, you're going to tell me you have a Supreme Court justice taking a dump during a hearing, and you didn't put that in the books. Oh my goodness gracious! That's the that's the that should be a whole chapter, should be a whole chapter. What did he eat? I'm assuming this is a guy. Maybe I'm being stereotypical. Maybe not though, because he was also doing dishes. No, it was
1: a. a, a, a if you read the Ashley Feinberg piece, mm. it was him eating, and then you could you could hear him placing his knife and fork down on the plate. Unbelievable. D- <laughs> this the- is like. <laughs>
0: It's almost like they don't care. Uh, Just uh, going back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg here a little bit. She had a gallbladder infection. We've been doing this. We're going on four years of Ruth watch. That's right. I know she's the RBG. I know everyone's got her name. She got. I would never wear her or Mueller's face on a T-shirt. I think it's disgusting. They're not in a band. Uh, These are government officials who should not be worshipped like celebrities. But, of course, she is a very important key vote on the Supreme Court. And it's unfortunate that we are sort of constantly in fear of her health. Now, she is 87 years old. She, She has said that she wanted to be on the Supreme Court until she was 90. But you know what? As Henry says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You can't just decide... I think it's if an you... arbitrary number. You can't just be like, no, I'm here until I'm 90 because your body's is real. Uh, science is real. Biology is real. And you're going to decay. I just really wish. I don't know how we do this with the Supreme Court because there's always the conversation. Should they have term limits? Yeah. Should they be forced to resign at some age? You fall down the trap. Is that ageism? Is that unconstitutional? Can you tell people when to resign when not to? We tell them when they can't have a driver's license anymore. I'd be stunned if Ruth Bader Ginsburg could still drive a freaking car. Half of these people, I'd be stunned if they can still drive a car. I have no problem. Maybe it's because I'm a young, pert, 38-year-old man. Yes. But can we just say 75? Can we just say you're 75 years old? You just retire. What are you doing? Or even, what is, what's what's retirement age? 65. 65? Se- yeah. Let's split the difference and say 70. You can be a Supreme Court justice until you're 70. But now we have nine justices, most of whom did not grow up. Basically, all of them did not grow up in a technological era. They're on Zoom. They obviously don't know what they're doing. Taking dumps in public. This is like laughable. They don't even send emails. Their staffers send their own emails. They still do handwritten notes. The fact that they're even talking about... A 1991 robocall ad case is ridiculous. Robocalls are the least of our concerns. If you want to watch a great documentary, as a matter of fact, after truth. Yes. It's on HBO now or just HBO. Very interesting documentary about the muddled world of reality. What is truth? What's not truth? We have a lot of deep psychological critical conservative thinkers that they speak with oh
1: my god if you if you are not so watch this documentary if you don't want to watch the whole thing go to the last 30 minutes to watch <laughs> to watch jacob Wall and his partner in crime basically try to dupe an entire press conference <laughs> of new york times journalists a washington post journalist uh about the <laughs> what was it they were trying to get they were trying to make uh this story happen where a woman uh, accused Robert Mueller of sexually assaulting her. Sexual assault. It's the old Chris Dodd treatment. But then they get... So all these journalists get to this Marriott or, or Holiday Inn. Uh, not a
0: nice conference Not room. a nice conference no,
1: And nice. there is no woman there. There's not, no. not a real woman. And uh, so they have to basically spin for 45 minutes this story about how Robert Mueller, who was in jury duty on the day of the assault... Uh, came uh, brought this woman to a hotel a hotel room and assaulted her and it's just a Christopher Guest movie. It
0: is unbelievable. Them
1: just tripping over themselves, straight face, telling this ex- just fabrication the entire time. And you have New York Times journalist the who, I don't remember his name, but he basically calls bullshit the entire time. And it's just this battle between a grifter
0: and somebody trying to find uh, the truth. And that was, of course, the lighter storyline from the documentary. They talk about uh, what was going on in Texas when the government was running drills. When Jade Obama, Helm, yeah. when Obama had sent the military to invade the wonderful pe- people of Texas it did not happen they also talk about Pizzagate uh, the person that went in to combat pizza and ping pong I didn't know there was so much ping pong going on that makes me skeptical I don't like the ping pong, the ping pong I, don't like the yeah. I don't like the little balls I don't like the little the little rackets I'm too big for it that's why I don't like it I, that's the, my only issue is I'm so bad at it and sometimes Sometimes your friend gets a little malicious yeah. with winging the ping pong a little too strong, knowing it's going to hit me in the stomach. Well, one of the... one But, of the they, sort talk, of- but they talk about the guy who broke into comic ping pong. Yes. Uh, Comet ping pong. And in a way, yes, he's a perpetrator. And yes, this man needs some deep psychological help. He had children himself. In a way, he was also a victim of Internet lies to the degree that he really did think he was busting a pedophile ring. Yeah, he thought he was he thought he was true detective. And if it would have been a pedophile ring, which I think is always the case where they're like, if there's just a one percent chance that cheese pizza means child porn, I'm busting into this family restaurant and I'm opening the the employee locker with a gun, because that's exactly what he did. The only room that was locked in Comet Pizza was the employee locker where they put their shirts and they put on their nice Comet shirts. And then uh, he shot it open thinking it was going to be a massive pedophile ring, an orgy of children. And it was indeed dirty shirts. When they arrested this man at Comet Pizza, he it was just an interesting arrest. Yes, because obviously he's walking backwards. His arms are behind him. Come to the come to my voice. Stop. You know, they did the whole nine and they said, what are you doing? And he says, pedophile ring, pedophile ring. Uh, and the, the cops are like, what the fuck? And one cop is like pizza. Game. It's the pizza gate. Thing. And they're like, oh, my God. And obviously this man did something horrendous. He scared the hell out of a lot of people. And thank God no one got killed. But I, I sympathized with him to the degree that he was, he was hoodwinked, he was lied to, and he was a victim in the sense that he wasn't capable enough to understand that he got wrapped up in a cocoon of YouTube conspiracy, and he just couldn't get out of it. Yeah, I mean, one of the thing, one of the things that the
1: documentary does well is provide a human context for the people who are affected by misinformation like this, and then somebody who's sort of implicated in it, implicated yes. in it like this gunman, but the real the real villain is the artificial material itself because you have this crazy conspiracy that seems to be pulled from the ether. I didn't even know that the reason why Comet Ping Pong uh, Pizza was implicated in this Pizzagate thing where it, it talked about Democrats holding... Oh, it was the Podesta emails. It was the Podesta emails where Podesta literally ordered pizza from Comet Ping Pong and that was that was basically
0: enough Travis yeah did he order pizza is that fun (laughs) you're gonna make a YouTube video about how they eat pizza and they're they're going carb crazy I, in Washington. I didn't, I didn't no, know how I did buddy. not
1: know how literally it was a pizza order from a pizza place that caused that this just, guy, this guy who is by the end of the documentary is in tears because he's yes. remembering this this traumatic the moment. The owner, the owner of the comet ping pong, like he's in tears thinking about the time that a gunman came in and and pointed a shotgun at his employees, and it's just like this all started from. AR. This started because of a toxic miasma of information on places like 4chan and 8chan. Yes. It's it's, it's it's insane.
0: It is a really interesting documentary. Full disclosure, the only thing I don't like about it is the executive producer is Brian Stelter. Stelter? From CNN, who is just a bald—I just do not like him. I, I don't. I just don't like him. But he is the EP. So just so you know that. Um, but I found the documentary to be fair. They talk about the Parkland kids. Obviously, there was the meme of the the bald girl there uh, tearing up. It was what it really was was a gun target. Uh, target, and they faked it to make it look like the Constitution. A very good fake. Yeah convinced a lot of people it that one, she tore up the constitution and if I never saw the real I wouldn't or the the real uh, image or the real video I would think that she tore up the constitution yeah, too because well it looks done.
1: just like and it and they, they speak to one of the I don't know how... He was sort of one of the voices of Jade Helm, and, and they say, well, you know, this is a fake. the This this Parkland girl uh, tearing up the Constitution is a fake. Once he's confronted with that information, he just sort of goes, oh, well, nevertheless, it's, you know... Uh, it's almost like you double down and just sort of say, like, well, the re- the way I
0: saw it was this. Well, you know, it's an interesting... And going... We'll get back to Ruth Bader here in just one second. I mean, it's not, not much, but we'll just give you an update on her. Who are the victims... Other than the entire society, who is benefiting from all of this? The misinformation, obviously, Trump loves. He reigns in a world of chaos. This is very good for him. This is very good for his administration. This is very good for his re-election chances. Joe Biden cannot be found anywhere to debunk any of these things. Joe Biden also, his reputation, let's just say, it's been tarnished uh, with the terror read of uh, accusations, she's going to be speaking with Megan Kelly. She Remember did. her? She did speak she with, with yes. Megan Kelly. Those accusations aren't going away. Joe Biden is nowhere to be found. I watched one of his virtual town halls, minus the technical issues, which, okay, I'll say technical issues, it happens, I suppose. The town hall itself is is useless. Yes. I don't know why they have him rambling for 25 minutes. He can't do it. Um, he's taking questions, obviously, but the answers never really... They never get to the question, and i it's just very... We're in a very tricky
1: predicament. Well, you know, Trump is the master of misinformation. Biden yes. seems to be the master of no information, no information. Because one of his most recent ads is uh, one that stars Keegan-Michael Key from uh, Key & Peele. Did of you course. see this? No, I didn't so see this one. I don't like the celebrity It's stuff. an ad for... Biden's campaign that is just him playing cards with Keegan Michael Key which is really depressing. We're in a we're in a such a moment to be talking about policy and to get young people who are evidently Uh, radicalized by policy as as seen by Sanders enthusiasm. But instead of that, this is the Pokemon go to the polls for Biden to do, (laughs) to do like a Keegan-Michael Key ad. It's,
0: it's, it's, it gives us nothing to be excited about. If you can't figure out what to talk about running for president in an economy that just had 33 million people sign up for unemployment, we're looking at 15% unemployment when all of this is said and done. We're going to be in a depression, for a little while, if you can't figure out what to talk about, as the American family is struggling now more than ever, and we have a pandemic, I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of inroads. There's a lot of ways you could be relating, relating to the American people right now. And the fact that Joe Biden can't like put his thumb on the pulse of the American struggle is insane. He could do an entire 15 minutes. We were talking about this before the show. He could literally talk for a few minutes on Uber, Uber Eats, Grubhub. He could he could talk about Uber Eats and Grubhub. They're gouging small companies now. They're gouging restaurants with a 30% charge. Restaurants are begging people not to use Uber Eats or Grubhub because of this charge. They're taking this pandemic and as we've talked about before, they're going to use it for their own for their own financial benefit. They know they can gouge these companies. They know they can gouge people because everyone's relying on delivery. He could talk about that for five minutes. Talk about how that should be illegal. Talk about how when we're going through massive crisis, it's immoral and wrong for corporations to use it so they can make more money. When people are at their lowest, they continue to kick us down. He could just talk about that. But instead, he meanders, goes on about nothing without any context of anything. He could talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He could talk about the Supreme Court. The man doesn't talk about anything. And if he's going to rely on people who had a comedy show. 2010. In 2010 on Comedy Central. And I'm not dissing on Key or Peel. I I love both of them. uh, I'm not not dissing on them at all. This is Key's
1: version of Get Out. It's with with Joe Biden instead of Bradley Whitford.
0: That's a good point. It's a good point. It's just not going to work. The no. American I they we I don't when will they understand people loathe celebrities when it unless they're in their world I want to see Johnny Depp I would go watch him and his Hollywood vampires I'd go watch those old weird wine-drunk <laughs> assholes I would go watch them just hump the floor I don't care but when it comes to politics or when it comes to supporting or trying to push a political candidate over the finish line, I don't need them. We don't need them. This is the only area where we're basically all just as informed as the other person, and I would almost argue celebrities are the least informed because they live in a world that isn't reminiscent of the vast majority of Americans. Well, I would say young people
1: are practically begging to be pandered to, but just not in this way. Pander to us with actual, like, uh, uh, proposed legislation do because that, we're all actually hurting. This is not a moment like back in 2016 right. where where you know getting on TV with a celebrity might have done something. <gasps> but Ooh. now we're actually hurting. The young people yes. who are actually work for restaurants which are like absolutely being savaged right now need to hear that the democratic nominee for president is actually going to propose something that will benefit their life not talk to keegan michael key i love i love the star of the movie keanu but i don't think he has any proposed policy plans for my life or my friend's life or my family's life
0: and i don't need to i don't need to see them play go fish i just don't care especially when it comes to people of color uh hispanics Black folks, they are overrepresented in the service industry. Yes. So they are being overrepresented when it comes to being at risk for coronavirus. That's a two-pronged problem. Some of it misinformation within those communities. And then also we have just the reality. They're in nursing. And, you know, there's obviously many people in nursing of all different colors, uh, mostly women-dominated fields as well, nursing, teachers, uh, some of these fields that are being devastated right now by the pandemic he could be talking about that that he has completely he has completely missed the boat on that i don't understand why he has all the time in the world but uh, much like me he probably likes to nap that brings me back to ruth bader ginsburg she is in the hospital she has a gallbladder condition she, has been, uh, she participated in the two cases. Uh, this is a spokeswoman for her, a court spokeswoman, rather, uh, said that she was, quote, resting comfortably at Baltimore's John Hopkins Hospital. Uh, Ms. Ginsburg was, quote, doing well and glad to be home. That's according to spokeswoman Kathy Arberg. She was released actually later on Wednesday. As the court's most senior liberal justice, her health is obviously extremely closely watched. Trump had appointed two justices since taking office, and the court currently sits at a 5 to 4 conservative majority. I would argue it's closer to a 6 3 on a lot of times. Um, a lot, a lot of times. So she matters, her seat matters. So what is an example of a case that we would need somebody like a Ruth Bader Ginsburg to vote on and, and, and a case that her vote would matter greatly? There was a case uh, regarding the requirement that employers cover birth control in their health insurance plans, which I would argue is a very good thing to cover. Uh, health, uh, birth control, you can access it much easier now. You can get it in the mail now. We have made some major strides. I remember still having people having to go to Walmart and get side-eyed for needing birth control. And I was in college when that happened, early 2000s, when the Bush administration refused to do stem cell research, which probably, you know, could have helped cure MS or Lou Gehrig's disease, but whatever. It doesn't matter for an arbitrary so-called religious rule. Those are sacred. Those stem cells. are sacred stem stem cells. So Trump's administration changed this law in 2017 and allowed employers to obtain a religious exemption to providing birth control to their employees, which is, first of all, the Trump administration and the term religious exemption is amazing. Second of all, this is a reminder of why the Supreme Court matters. These are the cases that they're dealing with. Cases that I don't even – it doesn't even pass my mind that this would be controversial. I forget that we still have to deal with this. Yeah, absolutely. And we're two dudes, and it's like when it comes to birth control, access to birth control, oh, my God, we're still dealing with this? In 2017, an employer can refuse – they can exempt birth control from the health care that they're offering their employees? That is insane. That is insane. So this is what Ginsburg told the Trump administration. Uh, she says, you have just tossed entirely to the wind what Congress thought was essential, that women be provided these services with no hassle at no cost to them. So that is why the Supreme Court matters. These issues around reproductive rights. This is not, we're not even talking about abortion. I will hear, I will, I know all the sides to the abortion debate. I, like, I grew up with all the sides to the abortion debate. Birth control. We are talking of birth control. If you are pro-life and you don't want to see abortions, you probably want to get folks on birth control. It is like, it is, there is only one explanation, and that is their desire to control people. Yes. And their desire we'll control to control the human body. body. Yes. The women's body. Uh, what's the name of that Netflix series that everyone talked about ad nauseum that I think became a cliche? Which one? Handsmaid Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, which, Handmaid is bas- tail. which
1: is, yeah, this is the logical or, you know, sort of fictional extension of what a society, a r- sort of a conservative uh, a religious society would turn into eventually, which is this, this place where women are solely used for the purpose of
0: r- r- reproduction. And I, I don't understand the point. Uh, I'm not in to that kind of stuff. By the way, stuff.
1: Handmaid's Tale is on Hulu.
0: I don't care. I don't watch that stuff. Uh, I'm sure it's very good. I don't know. Everyone dressed. I tried to watch one
1: episode and it was too depressing.
0: Well, I'll watch Dark Side of the Ring if I want to see bleak and depressing. Just a small breakdown on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health. In 1999, she had colon cancer. In 2009, she had pancreatic cancer. In 2018, she had surgery to remove two cancerous nodules from her lungs. She suffered a fr- uh, she suffered a fractured rib, <sighs> and now, of course, she's just out of the hospital because she had dizziness and sweats. I mean, at this so, point, at this point, uh, she looks like Terminator
1: from the end of T two. <laughs> it <laughs> just is just like just battered and bruised, and it like really is the case. <laughs> one of her eyes is glowing red. Like I really, she for the sake of the Supreme Court, she I, I don't know this. She's going to be gone very soon, I think. She is
0: going to be. It just is. And and that is a very scary thing. And that is why the Biden campaign is really doing a massive disservice to us right now. I don't know who he's going to choose for the VP. Some people want Warren. Not going to be Warren. I don't know. Maybe Michelle Obama's been floated. I've heard Hillary Clinton's name been floated. All of these, speaking of floaties, we're not talking about the Supreme Court poop gate anymore. We're talking about VP candidates, which hopefully are not shit. I don't know. We just don't know. It's a very We have no idea. It's who, a very
1: dark road ahead.
0: I well, will say that. Well, I think Warren, again, this is all speculation. I think Warren would help unite the party a little bit. The, the, one of the scariest statistics that I saw... And it was about 52% of Bernie Sanders supporters said they were going to support Joe Biden. 2016, everyone said, oh, the Bernie bros, even though it's mostly women. The Bernie supporters, they're never going to support Hillary. Of course, Hillary did zero to make a bridge to connect with the Bernie supporter.
1: Well, and Tim Biden, is, Biden is following in that tradition.
0: Despite that, Hillary Clinton had 80% of people who s- voted for Bernie Sanders support her. So we have about a 30% drop in support from yes. the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party for Joe Biden.
1: Well, I think I saw that then same... Hillary
0: Clinton. And we know what happened with Hillary Clinton. So it's it, he doesn't need to build a bridge. He needs to build a major FDR highway. Yes. We need to have a whole... He needs a whole construction crew... In that poll, I think I saw the something. same...
1: I think it was an Emerson poll. But the The, the remaining 48%... Said they're just not going to vote.
0: Just not going to vote. They're just going to set it out or vote independent. You know, uh, the Green Party may have Jesse Ventura. Who maybe man that that would rock a little bit. (laughs) If anyone, uh, Jesse Ventura got the subway in Minnesota. I don't know if anyone uses it, but he did do that. Uh, so he was I've been. I've been together. meaning to
1: go back and he had a, a conspiracy theory show. Yes, he did. Uh, I I kind of want to go back and watch it in he's preparation real... for his presidency.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he kind of lost his mind a little bit when he went to Russian TV, but uh, that'll happen because you're really not allowed to scrutinize there's a, lot of, a certain. But person. there's a lot of great super clips of Jesse
1: Ventura making excellent points. You should you should seek those out. He's he's I love, he's I love awesome. him. He's
0: awesome. I love him. Well, speaking of Russian television, the one person who is absolutely thrilled and has been happy for four years, ex-KGB Vladimir Putin himself, has been thrilled. If you want to look at the winners of uh, the late 2000 teens, uh, it is indeed Vladimir Putin. But, Travis, we were talking about After Truth. There is a perfect documentary out right now... Well, yes. ...that shows it's... exactly what they were talking about well, in Well, so, that. like, what I, th- what I was thinking,
1: watching After Truth, is, like, sometimes these... Once... If a conspiracy theory is sort of ambiguous and doesn't take shape in a in a very real way they it can be kind of ineffectual and 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 it can just sort of exist and not hurt anybody except for the mind in which it inhabits right uh but then you have ones that have actionable goals like the gunman going into comet ping pong yeah. that that turned into a real direct threat to human life yes it did um all the all like the parents being you know q QAnon yeah. for example is this sort of big cloudy ambiguous amorphous conspiracy that has no real ends it just sort of believes it, it's just like a good and evil battle in the heads of these crazy people but uh when it comes to the new 25 minute documentary <laughs> Plandemic uh which I'm sure you've been sent many times Ben oh, yeah. I, I've been sent just completely unwarranted I've been sent this multiple times on Instagram and Twitter uh this is a absolute fucking fear and loathing in Las Vegas batshit insane journey through the minds of uh, essentially anti-vaxxers who are putting out a conspiracy theory that uh, COVID-19 is a basically man-made and that everything we know to be true is sort of the opposite Mm -hmm. and the host of this conspiracy interviews one expert in particular uh, Judy Mikovits And Judy's whole thing is that she worked. She worked as a government scientist back in uh, the in the late two thousands, and then she was eventually sort of uh, excommunicated from the science community in two thousand eleven after after she was she published a paper with twelve other scientists about this sort of retrovirus that was found in rats. The science journal that it was published in retracted the article and said, "Actually, now that we've." looked into this it contains a dramatic amount of like poor science okay Uh, and then she was fired from her the facility that she worked at because well she says she was fired for knowing too much and getting too close to the truth Uh uh-huh but what she was actually fired for is that she stole a computer oh uh and several lab journals well that's how you get too close to the truth but this is this is the the main expert in the documentary plandemic and you know if it rhymes with pandemic it has to be true i love it uh but she she trots out these these very
0: controversial truths well that's an interesting thing that you brought up when it comes to is this a man-made virus there's a lot of conversation going on about how this was made in a in a lab in wuhan there's a series of different scientific labs in wuhan that is most 99 percent likely not to be true that's right
1: except mike pompeo is putting out the he, well he says that we don't know well he's this he said is a what lot of things he recently said,
0: well we don't know officially but we are getting to the point where we do know i don't even care people asking questions honestly biological warfare has happened before it will continue to happen i understand uh that it, it is plausible i suppose but it looks as if all medical experts they're gauging their ideas on how the virus has evolved. And they're saying that the way that the coronavirus evolved and again, you know me, I am just a normal person like you. So this is my understanding. The way that the coronavirus has uh, evolved, it seems to be human transmission. And it seems to be biological transmission. It does not seem to have evolved or been created in a lab given the life history of the coronavirus. That is how they came up with the biological Dissemination of the virus. That is why they say it was not in a lab. So that is what when Dr. Fauci is such a great person right now. If you want to look at how people listen to him when he says something they like and how people listen to him when they and how people don't listen to him when he says something they don't like because he was the main dude for the conservatives for a long time when it comes to defending the trump administration the conservatives loved dr fauci because he wasn't openly discussing some of the political mistakes that were made from the Trump administration, some of the mistakes when it comes to not taking the coronavirus seriously enough. Uh, this is what happens when you have a skeleton government. Uh, things fall through the cracks. He wasn't throwing them under the bus. He was attempting to solve the problem. Conservatives like that. It gave the administration an air of um, significance uh, and scientific uh, sci- scientific, uh Credibility, credibility. But speaking of Fauci, Judy,
1: but now they don't like him. Judy Mikovitz. Actually, says that he is a traitor <gasps> to the country and what? that he should be arrested. What? Uh, he was one of the voices of uh, that was trying to silence her.
0: Wait a second. So she, is she uh, okay, yes, well, I can't. Well, so I, I don't, don't know. So we can't just what be you arresting just said, everyone. What you who tells just the said, uh,
1: unfortunately, <laughs> makes it's giving <sighs> her too much credit to actually yes. have a reasonable argument. One of the things that she mentions is uh, her knowledge of the virus uh seems to be that if you wear a mask yeah. that actually activates the virus how would it activate it it activates it and then uh, another <laughs> another <laughs> another, I'm sorry. another thing that she says is that the reason why the government doesn't want us near the beaches is because the cure is in the sand this is a actual thing she says in Plandemic. there are there are molecules in the sand that will cure the virus and they do not want the virus the government does not want the virus cured What it wants to do is to get everyone infected and then create uh, a vaccine that is then, you know, uh, charged astronomical prices. And because everyone will have it, they get get to dole it out. I wish
0: the government wanted to get everyone infected. But the sand is actually the cure. So the closer people are to the beaches... Well, there you go. You, the you, sad thing is she actually stumbled upon a great solution, which is what we're seeing in Sweden when it comes to herd immunity, which I think right now all we're doing is delaying the inevitable. Everyone's going to get sick. We're going to have a second and third the, wave until everyone gets sick. But. The
1: main like cognitive dissonance thing that I seem to be having trouble with with a lot of these conspiracy theories is there seems to be two ideas that are um, being held in the same mind. Right. One is. This is a intentional bioweapon of some sort. This is intentional in some way, right? And then the other idea is it's all a hoax. And both of these things yeah, cannot exist in the same mind. Yet for a uh, pandemic, that is in the same that is in the same breath that they're speaking of, because they also bring right. in. Um, uh, you may have you may have heard of these two doctors in Bakersfield, California, that held a press conference, right? Well, these guys. Now the thing about these guys, yes. because this is this was less controversial and more like, oh, maybe they have a point. Uh, there, there was a video that had gone viral these two doctors in Bakersfield and they yes. said listen you know we have a clinic in Bakersfield and what we're seeing is that this thing is not as contagious uh, as people are saying it is mm-hmm. and the problem with what they were saying was they were taking information from their one clinic. And extrapolating it for an entire country, which is sort of like um, looking at an NBA, like a, a, a basketball game, NBA basketball game, and saying like, "Oh, this must be what all this must be the height of the average
0: American." Right. Like right. this
1: must be this is this must be what all Americans look like. These basketball players, because yes. here they are in one collection.
0: You're going to want to have a little bit more research. You're going
1: to want a little tiny I bit would, more research than your so. tiny little clinic in Bakersfield, California. So what they did is extrapolate to the point and then their math, right. by the way, they, they stra- extrapolated it a little bit and then their math goes into sort of fantasy land. Like they just jump off into all these
0: other uh, tangents which, that it has no bearing like, on in reality. It seems like pandemic is relying on the gaps of information, right? Yes. And so that's why, why do we have this? First of all, we have so many mixed messages coming from the White House, the whole like Wuhan uh, made in a lab. That's what Donald Trump wants you to believe. So that's that's out there. That's a thought virus out there. And then we also do have politicians taking advantage of this. You know, we have, for example, here in New York, they're trying to change the way that schooling works. Bringing in Nine uh, Bill Gates
1: to reimagine
0: education. Very exciting. I mean, I don't hate Bill Gates. Maybe he could do a good job. I have no freaking idea. I, pre- I prefer if we don't talk to uh, you know executives at Google when well, it comes to trying to figure out have, what's going on with our medical situation. I bad but news
1: because Cuomo is bringing in a former Google CEO to reimagine. Uh, that word is going to be used I, quite a bit. If I hear the word
0: reimagine <laughs> one more time, it's going to get gonna bloody. He's going to
1: reimagine New York State's public health policies.
0: Uh-huh uh here in new york city uh they're going to go with a race based standard when it comes to schooling not a not a uh grade based standard that's what they're trying to get through 90% of parents are very worried about that there's a lot of policies as we're seeing with the trump administration a lot of policies being pushed forward in these times that the coronavirus has given everyone cover yeah. and that's it it's just given a lot of folks a lot of cover to do the things that might not be politically uh, acceptable because the people know what they want and know what's best for them in many ways, and these politicians I, know what's best for their pockets.
1: I think you're right about the reason why people are so susceptible and willing to believe. I, the pandemic video, once it came online, people were almost, like, ecstatic.
0: It gave them an answer that they it, wanted.
1: Because it gave them answers, and it also seemed to provide a sensible worldview to them like oh right they're bad guys and then uh, this is all this is all a giant plot against me in particular
0: you know it is this whole time is very this is a perfect time for conspiracy this is so perfect because people are on edge they're looking for answers the reality they don't believe the government because they can't
1: the reality is too grim and depressing to yeah. look to look at directly head on so you have to have this exciting narrative around it but honestly, it...
0: Uh, That's it, an interesting the, the, documentary. The, the thing is... The, what do you call these things? Mockumentaries? I don't even want the... Well, the it, term documentary used to mean something, but that doesn't It's weird because anymore. it's 25 minutes, and
1: apparently it's sort of like a trailer, in a way, for a bigger documentary. So okay. it's like a 25-minute trailer, a, a, a sizzler for... A sizzle reel for a documentary that is supposedly going to be coming out. But... Um, <laughs> The, cool. the problem is, the reason we brought this up is that it is dangerous. It is dangerous to advise uh, people in a viral video that they should uh, put themselves in harm's, harm's way by not wearing masks, by by congregating. Oh, well, I hear the groups. masks
0: cause the coronavirus. Well, they activate so. it is the thing. They activate it. It
1: activates. Um, I would just say be very wary of this stuff because people are going, people have really latched on to it and, uh, it's going to sort of become integral to some people's worldview and it is a dangerous worldview to, uh, Absolutely. to, uh, to accept.
0: Well, speaking of viruses, I would put, uh, I'd put institutional racism as a virus that has infected this country for a long time. And just lastly here, we're going to cover the story of Ahmaud Arbery, 25 year old man was uh, taking a jog in his Georgia neighborhood, gunned down by two, People, Greg McMichael and Travis McMichael. Greg McMichael is the father in his 60s. Travis McMichael in his 30s. You can see the video. It is hard to watch. It's just devastating. You watch someone uh, lose their life. Apparently that video was not enough for Jackie Johnson, the uh, DA in Georgia, in Glynn County, Georgia. Brunswick. In Brunswick to prosecute. Or bring charges against McMichael, uh, Greg McMichael, and Travis McMichael, because apparently Jackie knew Greg and she didn't want to get him in trouble. He's a former cop, the whole thing. Institutional racism at its worst. Thankfully, because of social movements, social media movements, a lot of uh, groups coming together, you know, sort of the, um, I guess, reminiscent a little bit of what we saw with Ferguson. Uh, not so much taking to the streets, but taking to social media in this case. We were able to get an arrest. They were able to get an arrest. In this case, Greg McMichael and Travis McMichael have now been arrested and are being charged with the murder of Mr. Arbery. It took way too long. Uh, you do wonder. I, I don't even know if you have to wonder. I think it's safe to say this would not have been brought. Uh, these charges would not have been brought without social media. Without the attention, it was a cover. Up, it was a cover-up in in the process, in the making. So this case, it's just another example that we have to be vigilant when it comes to protecting our freedoms. You know, when Obama was elected, everyone's like, "It's a post-race world. It's post-race." He's perfect, and obviously, we are not. No, there. it seems like
1: people maybe doubled down on racism. If you if you murder someone, and it takes like all of your friends with sixty-five followers on Instagram to post about your murder in order to get justice there's something wrong there. Absolutely. There's there's something
0: going on. And of course uh, Miss Johnson she needs to resign it needs to be done for her you almost wish that there were there was more of a ramification that you could that you you almost wish you could charge her for obstruction or something. (laughs) You know I'm not a goddamn lawyer but it just seems like she needs to be held accountable hopefully at the very least Uh, She can lose her uh, job. Um, So that story, it's just tragic. Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael now being charged. Uh, Evidently, they were channeling their inner George Zimmerman. They were on hot pursuit of a person that they considered to be a burglary suspect, which, again, that's what they say. He wasn't carrying. He wasn't. You have to burgle something. Also, as he was a, jogging,
1: by the way, he was jogging. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, he was jogging. He was a jogger, an avid yes, runner.
0: There was no burglary. I don't want to say the words in association with Arbury. This was his neighborhood that he lifted. So that case, we will continue to follow it. And uh, hopefully the family can see justice because, you know, it's just the, these cases, they don't get any easier. They're unbelievably sad. This is according to Lee Merritt, Arbery's family attorney. He says, they have made reference to ongoing burglaries in this community, but some obscure, indistinct crime in the community does not empower the entire community to hunt down black men. He goes on to say, these men were not performing any police function or any duty as a citizen of the state of Georgia. These men were vigilantes. They were were a posse and they were performing a lynching. In the modern day or in the middle of the day, he goes on to say we are livid that he even attempted to taint this case with his rancid opinion about why this is justifiable. So we will continue to see what happens in that case. Justice, you know, we are all we're all about criminal justice reform, but that also comes in the form Of sometimes people need to be prosecuted. I would, you know, when it comes to Weinstein, when it comes to Epstein, when it comes to these McMichaels, some people also need to be prosecuted. You know, uh, there's many. It's a two pronged problem when it comes to criminal justice reform over prosecution. And as we're seeing. When it comes to covid. Basically, New York has just brought back stop and frisk. Right. There was a great article in the Daily News by Leonard Green. Eighty percent of the social distancing stops. Have been on people of color, blacks and Latinos. That I I'm in McCarran Park. There's a lot of white people hanging out. Institutional racism, the virus that is, still here. It's in the Democratic-led states. It's in the it's in the Republican-led states. It is everywhere. And that is why when we give too much power to the state, they give that power to the police. And I don't really care. I'm not shitting on police. I'm just, I don't need them to be the uh, judge dreads of the world when it comes to dictating who is a criminal and who is not. And when it comes to, obviously, in the case of the social distancing violations, it is always the people that have no power and no money. They just get screwed. And the state needs to make their money. And as we saw in Ferguson, nickel and dime the poor. And then put him in jail and get some more money from the federal government. It is—it's uh, very tragic what's happening. So with Arbury, it's great that there's some potential justice. But the whole thing sucks. Yeah, you know, it just sucks. So anyway, let's play that fart. Let's play that <laughs> toilet flush. Can we get the toilet flush one more time? Good lord. Well, so
1: here I do want to—I do want to read a, a more of a light-hearted. Yeah, uh, let's do something a little bit lighter. Let's go into the tech realm for a bit. Oh my, nothing lighter than tech. So uh, Dave Weigel from Washington Post, he he took it upon himself to download the campaign apps for both Trump and Biden. And these are apps that are supposed to get you energized. Okay. You know, uh, they remind you like, hey, I'm running for president. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that, kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Weigel downloads the Trump and Biden uh, apps, and I'll just read from his article here, Um Signing up for the Trump app subscribed me to not only one, but two automated text chains. Oh, The first came in from the Trump campaign within seconds of sign up, informing, the, informing me that I had just gotten reward access unlocked, <laughs> thus qualifying me to earn points and meet President Trump during the campaign in the fall. What? One minute later, the Republican National Committee thanked me for joining the team and asked whether I could let the president know what you think of this week's accomplishments. Oh. Following the first link took me back to the Trump campaign page. Following the second gave me a yes or no poll on whether I approved of the president with space to write about why. I didn't go further than that, but two hours later, the RNC texted with the news, You were one of 25 (gasps) that President Trump selected for a five-times match extension. The other 24 patriots already donated. Now it's your turn. What? What a coincidence. Not wanting to be left out, I clicked through to a page powered by WinRed, the newish Republican donation portal. A photo of the president pointing at me like Uncle Sam was displayed next to a pitch that had become even more urgent. This offer is only available for the next hour, so you need to act fast. Please contribute any amount in the next hour and your gift will be five times matched. A one hundred dollar oh, wow. donation button was already colored in, and a box that would have made this a monthly recurring donation was already checked. When I tried to click away, a window popped up, warning me in vain that the offer was about to expire. Oh wow! All of that happened within two hours. Okay, so he gets he downloads the Trump app, and man, it is flying. It's it's trying. But you to, can feel the energy.
0: You. you can feel the energy. So
1: the Biden campaign did not contact me until seven hours after I downloaded the app. Finally, texting me in the late afternoon, the text read. It's Joe Biden, and I owe you my sincere thanks, David, the account wrote. (laughs) You all have been so great to this campaign. You all (laughs) is what uh, Dave Weigel says here. Uh, I've been calling donors, and it's so great to thank people personally. I'm calling more this week who are helping us start May Strong. If you aren't a May donor yet, you can chip in here, and I might be calling you soon. So following that link, I was offered a shot at a video call from Joe. And told that the average gift is only $25. A form to fill in an exact donation amount was left blank. A box that would make this a one-time donation, not a recurring one, was already checked. Uh, So Over the next few days, it was very easy to forget that the Biden app existed on my phone. Uh, push push texts were infrequent and unlike the trump app the biden app didn't let me track virtual campaign events team joe offered me a few options and news items all of which directed me from the app back to the campaign website for 24 hours the top news item was a biden campaign pledge which i could take committing myself to empathy all right (laughs) so
0: obviously the trump campaign has a much more telemarketer approach to it a much more buy now and the next one is free they'll sell you a bunch of crap but you get a lot of it for cheap that is indicative of well, what is so ironic that the tr- they're just better at it they're you, just better you, at it
1: i mean i don't know about you but that gets me fired up taking a pledge if to i was M-50? a trumper
0: that would get me fired up
1: no i'm talking about the uh Biden. oh the Biden one yeah, yeah. If I, was, I i mean they just let me read that again for 24 hours the top <laughs> The top news item was a cam- a new Biden campaign pledge, which I could take committing myself to empathy, keeping the faith, humility, and no malarkey. No the- malarkey. These are pledges you could take with the Joe Biden app.
0: Unfortunately, I'm in the comedy business. We're all malarkey. We have a lot of malarkey here at the Last Podcast Network, so
1: Oh no not Joe. Trump's, Trump's app was just, like, firing these notifications, threatening you and engaging you, like, this is a this is life or death,
0: and this is how you become a part of the Trump army.
1: And then Biden, seven hours later, hey, I was just thinking about you. Creepy, Ben. God
0: damn it! <laughs> all right, well, we'll we'll uh, keep you up to date on all things you need to know throughout the week. Uh, I think that's basically the bigger stories. Yeah, Flynn, the whole thing, you know. Um, all right, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Go download the Biden app. Download the, uh, well, I don't get the Trump app. I don't freaking do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, all right, everyone, I hope you're staying safe out there. I can't wait to see you at some point in the near-ish future, if you think about how like time isn't real and, and stuff, I guess, even if it's uh, whatever. All right, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.